G'day guys, welcome to TK's Playbook for round 13, where I break down the winners, losers, and black bookers from each game. Now we're brought to you by Game Day Squad, create, coach, compete, and fantasy footy, be the coach and win, download the app and play now, huge cash prices on the weekly. Also brought to you by James, Australia's first AI investing application for shares and EFTs. Learn more at jamesapp.com, and just remember we've got comp prizes to win tickets to a box with the Talking League crew in round 20 for the Roosters and Storm Games. So just have a look at the Facebook. Now, round 13 was pretty good by me. Scored a 762. So that puts me a rank of 947. So into the top 1,000 for the first time. I know there's a few updates to come from Thursday as well. So all my trades went pretty well. I've got 12, tra- 12 trades remaining and 366. K in the bank. I nearly scored more than last week. So I scored pretty bad last week. 825. That was my worst of the whole year. Ranked 947. So that's up from 2,460. So trades on my mind. Burbo and Hosty, I think, have got to go for sure. Thinking about maybe getting rid of Payne Haas as well. I just don't really want to carry too many Origin players over this period. Also with the bias for Para Knights, Manly, and also the Cowboys to round after next. I think it's going to be very, very difficult to field a team week after week. So players on my mind at the moment. James Fisher-Harris, I think, is very, very underpriced. I think he'll play a big role during this period. I'm liking what I'm seeing from David Clemmer. So it could be a case where I bring both of them in. So both of those guys do play round 16. IPAP's always on my mind for quality. Now, the Roosters are a real tricky one. Now, Jake Turpin should see plenty of minutes. So he looks like an underpriced cashier at the moment. I'd love to see Joseph Sulehi back on the right wing. If he did, I'd probably have him in my sights for round 16 if he could put a couple of good games together. Now, Joey Manu, I do expect him back into the centres. But it's going to be interesting to see just exactly where Sam Walker plays as well, whether they're rushing back. All those guys are expected back for next week. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out. But the Roosters could become relevant if they get the right mix into their team. Now, injuries across it. So Corey Harrower and Nairo. We've all seen, unfortunately, the season we did on the, on the field. So best wishes to him. He did release a video this morning that he was in good spirits. So hopefully we see him back on the field. But, of course, his health comes first. And best wishes to Corey on that one. Now, Seb Chris, he has a knee pr- a complaint. Jordan Rappiner, a head knock. Freddie Lustig, failed HIA, grade one. So he'll definitely be out next week. And Joe Offingen-Howey, he had a calf injury, unfortunately, after 10 minutes after transferring over. Now, player charges, only fines at this stage. Cody Nicarim. Ray Stone and also Jack DeBellin. All right, to the games. Thursday night, Dolphins 26, Dragons 12. Dragons off to a good start, but then the Dolphins just got into the groove and just really just ground them out. Some really good performances in this one. Jermaine Zarco, I know Paddy picked him up. That was a great pickup too. Two great tries, five goals, just to continues to just outperform. He is currently, I think you've probably missed the boat now, at 606 card. I don't know if you want to... Get into him. He's definitely a pod play because top 5,000, less than half a percent owner. But he's averaging, what, just, well, pretty much 50 on the dot. So, goal kicker. So, they've got a great run. So, maybe it isn't too too late to actually jump on. But he would have had a pretty low break even. Let's have a look. Jermaine Ozarko, he was at a 40 break even. So, makes a little bit of money. So, maybe someone to consider coming up. Jerry Marshall King, he was outstanding in the first half, then come back to the pack a little bit. Had a few demerits in the second half. Finished with the 61, which was good. Conley Lemu-Lelu, yeah, really good game, 56. Just all pretty much in base. Just really was strong across the board. Apart from that, a couple of the cashies just really underperformed there. Zoya Katoa, he had 21. I thought he was a sellout at the start of the week. Unfortunately, Jody, uh, Cody Nicarima, he, well, he did have a negative two break even anyway, so it looks like he's going to make heaps of cash anyway. So he made a 30, but he 
obviously underperformed playing at fullback compared to 5'8". A lot of people got burnt on Valance, right? So he scored a two, and uh, he's in a negative break-even. So at least you make a little bit of money there. But unfortunately, he's one of those things that you did get trapped into. Apart from that, not a huge amount fantasy relevance-wise from the Dolphins. Oh, actually, Anthony Milford's an interesting one. It'll be interesting to see how they go with Hammer moving forward. So Hammer's obviously going to be the fullback, but where are they going to put the halves? Are they going to give the young fella a rest? So... Be interesting to see where that all sits because Milf had a, a way better game, had a nice try assist and 476 kick meters. So he, even though that he started in the six jersey, totally overshadowed Katoa there. So it'll be interesting if they make him the seven moving forward considering his experience. He's actually relatively cheap, especially if you're looking for a half. If he does take back over, I think that he is probably first string, 368k given his experience and kind of what he's seen in the past. I guess maybe Anthony Felford might be that seven moving forward. They might drop Yankatoa back to the bench maybe or maybe just give him a spell just to freshen up. Across to the Dragons, Jacob Little was fantastic for his 78. If you're looking for a cheap hooker, you might want to have a little look at him. He did get through 73 minutes in this one. It's hard, but with Ben Hunt out, they all kind of played in weird positions because they're definitely covering there. So, Jaden Sutherland also scored a 55, but you expect him to move back to the bench. Probably steal some of those Jacob Little minutes. Little needs every single minute that he has. Jack DeBellin, unlucky to get sided, I felt. Like, I didn't even think that was really a sin bin, but it is what it is. He played 70 minutes, scored 63, was scoring slow early, and then had a really great second half, a couple of offloads and things like that. Actually, they didn't mark his offload. So, he might be still owed some points. So, be interesting to there. BMM, he scored another 47, which was great, considering a lot of people sold him out. Did what, I guess, our intention for him to do. If you could have 47 in a buy round, that's always ticking some great boxes. Jack Bird only played 52 minutes in this one. Was Had a few knee tests, but then was on the bike. They reckon he's all clear, but it's going to be an interesting one to definitely track, keep him tracking. I know that he is a... What a keeper center, but if he kind of tracks backwards a little bit, then he might be someone that we do trade out. Just considering... So we'll just track his health more than anything. We do know his quality. Apart from that, not a huge more to speak about. Catchman's kicked out of 49, which is good for people that actually held him, but I wouldn't be going anywhere near. Even Zach Lomet's only scored a 36. He scored a couple of goals. Had a little bit of, not too bad base, 22 tackles, 142 metres. So hopefully he's starting to reverse his fortune and get back to a little bit more of his best. So moving on to the Friday game. I really like this game. 24 to 16, Eels over Cowboys. Cowboys started relatively well. Lukey was on fire for majority of this game. Had some really good touches, as was Drinkwater. Really, what I love about Drinkwater is always on the ball. So... I think everything kind of result revolves around him. So if they get a few troops back, apparently Lolo is back definitely next week. He was on the extended bench and they dropped him out late. They should get Cotter hopefully back from Origin. Be interesting to see if he backs up. They've got a stack of players. Like they've got Nanai as well. That's the big thing with Heal and Lukey because next week it'll be interesting to see maybe Nanai does need a spell back off the bench because he's a young guy. We, we forget that Jeremiah Nanai from memory, just having a look here on my computer anyway. I think he's only 19 years old. So we forget sometimes we hold these guys to high standards. He's literally just turned 20 in February. So still a relatively young guy. There's no doubt that since he signed that contract, he's definitely not the same player. Didn't have a full off-season considering he was in the World Cup as well. So heaps of different elements that could be hitting him with that bad form that he's got there. But Drinkwater, it's one of those things that now we're past round 13. 
you don't know if these guys are going to be keepers moving forward. So they are going to be very handy over these origin periods. They're talking about the likes of Drinkwater, Robson, Lukey. So if you've got them in the team, just hold. But I wouldn't be chasing them for no reason because Robson has been up and down. We've seen these 70 scores and then we've seen him hit these 30s and 40s as well. Luciano Lua started getting more involved later in the game. And I do think that he might suit maybe playing up the guts. We'll give Lukey more minutes on an edge as well. So... Be interesting to just track that moving forward. If you're holding on Jake Grenville, definitely hold him. End of this round, they do have DPP updates, and I do expect him to get a mid-update, which would be very handy because he does play that round 16, and then you probably can hold him through this origin period because I think he'll be covering for Cotter quite a bit. So he could be an extra... Nice little extra score. Scored a 55 in this one. So pretty much... I'm pretty sure that's his season high. Might be his career high, knowing him. So having a look at this... We're, this year, that's definitely a season high by a mile. So if he's getting those big minutes in those 50 to 60 range, no need to sell him out anytime soon. You continue to make a little bit of cash. And then post-origin, you can pretty much sell him out. Has 32 break-even, so makes another 20K. So that's handy right across the board. Apart from that, not a lot to really speak about on that side. Eels players, unfortunately, lose a whole heap of them to, to the buyer next week. So I lose Dylan Brown and Hopgood, who was... Uh, Dylan Brown had 36 tackles in this one, 155 metres gain. Save a try. Unfortunately, when he saved that try from Town from Townsend, actually he got credited from. So that's a pretty good one. Doesn't have the kick metres of Moses, who was brilliant with 674k. Scored a great try to wrap it up at the end as well to hit 73. So that'll be good for owners there as well. Both guys are relatively more unknown. So dual bags, yeah, it's an interesting one because Paraplay they don't have their their last buy comes in the last round. So. I do think we need to keep two trades up our sleeves, especially if we are holding on to Brown and Hopgood all the way into that period there. Where McGregor I thought was fantastic, played 47 minutes, but just uh, PPM beast in this one. He scored a 56, great try off Dylan Brown as well, got through his work, only a couple of missed tackles in this one. So you don't, you, you can't be chasing him now, but it's one of those things that the people that did get him, it's a great little cashy there. Apart from him, Josh Hodgson continues to just struggle and struggle. He lost another, he scored 16 in 31 minutes, did look a little bit bothered out there as well, as did Joe O, who obviously got that calf injury as well, and he scored 10 in 10 minutes. So he'll be sitting on the sideline for a little while longer. Apart from that, fantasy relevance-wise, wouldn't be touching any of them. It's just one of those periods at the moment that you just got to hold. If you're looking for... I don't think... Look, if you want a half for both 16 and 19, don't mind going for either Dill Brown or Moses. Probably favour Dylan Brown. It's just one of those things that, who knows... Origin's a long campaign, and if something was to happen to Cleary and Hines, well, Moses is the next man up. So I probably just, with the price as well, probably favour Dylan Brown there. And, I, yeah, I've, I've been down the path with Moses before. It's fun having deal bags. I think he's a really, really good player. Now, moving on to the Saturday games. First one, that was an interesting one. Broncos 26, Warriors 22 at the end of the game. Old mate from uh, Pompey from the Warriors, Costin the Warriors the game by pulling back young Mariner, Mariner there when he was chasing old Montoya. So looks like a really interesting place to play McLean Park, so far away from the ground. And I was having a laugh with Jay Warrior saying that there's 10 different types of stands. It's such a weird sort of ground, but everyone looked like they're having some fun. So it's good to see the Warriors bring the roadshow right around the country. Looking at the scores, DWZ, he scored a 79. He scored a couple of tries. He bombed a couple of tries as well. Played a short stint at fullback because Chance scared the hell of it out of us when he went out for a HIA, but luckily it was only knees in the back. So he was also very, very good. for. He has scored a try for his 71. I picked him up last week, and my reason for that to split him and Garrick was the reason 
Well, they play seven out of eight games, and they also play next week. And I was just afraid I was just going to miss too many players with already Ponga, Brown, and then Hopgood also to be missing next week. So I didn't want to go down the path of having one more missing as well. Adam Fanua Blake, he'll be close. He's At the moment, he's the best prop in, in rugby league at the moment, on form, that is. If he continues this, 263 metres gained in this one. He had six tackle breaks, two offloads. These are the performances we thought he might get out. We might get out of him last year, but really liking what I'm seeing there. Toru Harris had a couple of really poor misses. There was one on Renault that led to a try, and he, I think he was just he, well, he's playing 80 minutes at the moment, so a little bit fatigued. Still got to 208 run meters and 39 tackles, so you can't be hating on that. He did have what four missed tackles though in that one, so. To get him up around 60, I guess one of those things, sometimes you've got to live with the fact that they are going to miss tackles given the fatigue factor as well. Sean Johnson, he probably didn't perform as well as we did. Plenty of people getting burnt on the captaincy choice on that one. Had his usual run meters, did have a couple of missed tackles, but the biggest thing is only one try assist in this one. That came from a kick as well. So, no, sorry, it was kick into a tap down that he hit backwards. So... One of those things that Sean Johnson, there was a couple of times that DWZ dropped the ball over the line, as did Rocco Berry. So that, that one try assist could have easily been three. So don't lose the faith on that one. Tom Ailey had a couple of bad errors in this one, especially one from the from the kickoff that really just cut their momentum. Now, if you're holding on to Jackson Ford, it's one of those things. He scored a 34, pretty much all in base. Again, eight missed tackles. I just don't know how you can do it psychologically moving forward. Not an urgent sell, especially if you've got a few missing next week, but it's definitely, if you're still holding on to him, I think he's definitely one of those guys that you probably can let go now. We did ours a couple of weeks ago. Top 5,000, still 14% holding on to him. So that's very, very interesting. Across at the Broncos, Adam Reynolds really stood up in this one, controlled the game really, really well, and he was yeah, pretty much best, best on ground, had some great runs. Kick meters there, 544. At this stage, because of the Broncos' buy period, I wouldn't be owning him. He doesn't play 16 or 19, so no need to really be chasing after him. Tristan Salah, he'll probably be getting plenty of attention from NRL clubs because I don't think he'll be playing first grade too much. What it might do, though, over the origin period, giving Walsh his first ever series... Might give him scope to actually rest Walshy. So just be very, very careful of that because Tristan Saylor was a very capable replacement. And look, I don't think you can say like for like, but they play very similar. And he's a ball of energy, bounces, can ball play, has a nice little kick in him as well. So it wouldn't surprise me if, especially with the shorter turnarounds, that Reese Walsh gets a bit of a rest there moving forward. Apart from him, Stags, he just kept, I'm so glad we didn't hold him just for a round 13 player. 25 in this one. He is losing cash like no tomorrow. Let's have a look at Stagsy price, considering that he started at, what, 500k? 399. Loses a little bit of money there on this one as well, but not a lot to like about him. Dean Mariner was great. Scored a couple of tries for his 42. Don't think he'll be playing first grade anytime soon. But again, gives them scope to rest Cobo if they need to as well. So just be careful. I think the biggest thing coming up for the Broncos is just the restings. So we've got Haas, Carrigan. We've got Flegler, Walsh, and Cobo. So it wouldn't surprise me if the big boys... Look... They're just athletes, right? And I know that the Broncos want to keep at the top of the ladder. So it wouldn't surprise me if they come, play 50 minutes, 45, 50 minutes, and then they rotate some of the other players in and out. Yeah, so I've got Haas, and I am considering selling him, depending. They're already saying that he, he copped an injury at Origin Training as well. So got to be tracking that. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of holding Origin periods, uh, Origin players, unless they're kind of that utility like a Heinze off the bench. Moving on to the second Saturday game, and it was a good one. Raiders 33, Rabbitohs 26. Scary moment, obviously, with Corey Harawira and Naira, and, you know, 
best wishes to him and his family. Sometimes it's not about footy, it's just about your health, man. So hopefully you take that and you come back whenever you're ready, man. And like I said, best wishes to you on that one. Looking at the Raiders, Corey Horsborough was absolutely massive. Played on the right edge in this one. 85 fantasy points in 80 minutes. Given Corey is going to be out for a while and then you've got his skip out as well and then you've got Hudson Young backing up. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting. He might be on this edge for a little while. Showed some great footwork for his try as well. Beat Blake Taff and carried Jacob Host over the line for that try. But it was just stellar throughout the whole thing. He had 46 tackles. He had 91 run meters. Joseph Tarpany, this is the way that he should be playing. 68 minutes, 77 fantasy points. Can you imagine if he moves that? He would be a buy moving forward. Can we get some clarity, Sticky? Come on, my man. 50 tackles for him. 227 meters gained. And... Realistically, we saw this version of Tarpany week in, week out. He's so undervalued at 688K. He adds 25K, so even at low 700s, if he was to punch out 68 minutes, and I knew that was going to be this case moving forward, I would buy him in half a heartbeat. I might still buy him next week. might just bring him in for Haas and just cash some money because Tarpany is an absolute gun, and I love kind of when he's in the 13 and he's just bouncing around, doing his thing. Yeah, a real interesting one moving forward, but definitely someone that maybe you should consider. Didn't have really, really thought of that, but you can literally, I could save 200K by going from him to, from Huss to Tarpany at this stage. So they are going to be down a few troops. I think they're resting Jared Croker so he can make his 300th a couple of weeks later. Jack Wyden just not scoring, 39. Had a couple of good touches, putting away Croker and a couple of other guys. The guy that really disappointed was Matty Tomoko. So he had pretty much... A season low game there of 14 and just could not get into the game. Zero tackle breaks, which was really just unusual for him. Was back to a a few of his defensive deficiencies as well. That's what's really stuck over the last two weeks. He missed seven against Manly last week and he had four this week against Rabbitohs. Had 16 against Manly and only 14 against the Bunnies. So before that, he he averaged 54, 56, 64 and 49. So Tomoko's come back to the pack. He was pretty much a pod play and would say you'd probably put him in the top three centres on form before the Manly game. But now... It's one of those things that you just got to track his form because he might have just peaked a little bit early and now you don't need this number. You might be someone that you you might want to kind of maybe move on, especially if uh, I know a lot of us are holding Bird, Lemuelu and also Manu. So just track that one because you don't want to fall behind, especially with Bird and Lemuelu from week to week scoring really, really well. Bunny side of the ball. Cookie played really, really well for a try. What's still concerning is that run meters. So he only had 15 in this one. So 52 tackles for three misses, one try and one try save. So that's kind of propping his score up a little bit. So I'm not... Look, Cookie down the stretch I think is going to be very, very important. But I do need to see those run meters just go over 50 before I do consider buying him. But he's one of those quality guys that if you can... If he's in your team kind of back end of the year... You probably kind of back in him to score some really, really good scores. Tatola scored 41, so pretty much doing what we thought he would be doing. Colin Matangi is going to be an interesting one because he kind of he started on an edge, then floated to the middle. Now, coming back from injury, he had a 75 break even. So he scored 38 in this one. He looked really off the pace, which is not surprising. He hasn't played for about, I think, six weeks. So given that he's coming back from that synthesis, scored 38, had three missed tackles, but he started kind of getting into the game later in uh, the last 20 minutes, he looked really, really strong. So he hasn't played since round seven. So he's going to be kind of around that 700 mark, probably have another high break even. So if he does get anywhere near that mid 600s, 
and he's kind of floating around for that round 19. He could be a nice little pod play for the round for the run home. The only thing they do have that buy in round 25. So you, no, sorry, round 26. So you just got to be careful on that one as well because you will miss a few of these players in that week. And we know how Cam Murray is getting cheaper and cheaper. And the thing with Cam Murray, they could be, given that Colmatangi is back now, they could be resting him quite a bit through the period or reduced minutes, which probably sees his uh, price go in that mix, miss, mid 600. So be interesting to track that moving forward. Now, Hosty, he scored a 24. Oh, I can't believe I still got this guy in my team. I can't wait to sell him. I think he's just come to the end of the road where we've made the mistake. We held him. He's had a couple good scores. He gave us a 13 player. Time to move on. 26% of top 5,000, unfortunately. Do hold him. Unfortunately, I think I did contribute to people buying him, but I'm also going to be contributing to people selling him. He is a massive sell, so get him out of your team right now. Apart from that, not a lot more fantasy-wise to talk about with the monies. Now in the final game, the Knights 28, the Seagulls 18. Manly did well to stick with them for most of the game, considering they do have their best three players out in Gerbo, Turbo and DCE. But Knights a little bit too classy. They really needed these two points. Did it the tough way, really, because they were making plenty of mistakes and just not really capitalising on their field position. But second half, Caitlin Ponga came alive. Jackson Hastings just, yeah, he stepped up a lot more. But I think they're their kicking game is a really big concern. Between him, Ponga, and also Tyson Gamble, no one really taking the game by the scruff of the neck. So a bit of a concern there. Across across the players, Greg Marzu, he just continues to absolutely flog everyone. Three tries for his 79. Now, there was a punter on Tuesday that asked for a bit of validation, and we gave it to him. Greg Marzu is playing amazing. The thing that is really in his favour as well is Kalen Ponga is he only attacks down the left channel. So that just gives him opportunity after opportunity. And he just loves the metres gained. 11 tackle breaks in this one. I can see sillier options than going down the path of Greg Marzu moving forward. He's one of the wing fullbacks that are actually performing. Love what I'm seeing from Bradman best as well. He's kind of been on a bit of a roll since the start of the year. Finally, a bit of health coming back into his game, which is great to see because we know he's promised. Now, over the last five games, 49, 44, 42, 47, and 54. Now, if anything happens to Birdie and he's ruled out for a long, long time, I could consider Bradman best because I think he's playing some good football in a similar boat to Greg Marzu where Ponga, he's going to take some... Yeah, Ponga's just going to be keep attacking down that left side. Now, Callum Ponga, 44. He was only on eight at half time. He was on about zero after about 36 minutes. Now, I haven't got kids, but now I know what it feels like because just watching him play, his mum and dad must be just in shock because he's... I don't know how he didn't go for a HIA check. Three of the incidents were all HIA checks. No idea. Maybe the bunkers got him in fantasy and the captained him because I'm not sure what's happening out there. But he had some great touches. And, yeah, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I think he can build into the season. Definitely is a better fullback than he is a 5'8 because he can just kind of float around the left side. Doesn't really attack too much to the right side. But I do like what I see. Just takes him straight out of that front line. And even though that he did get whacked, that first 20 minutes was brutal on him. He's still just less of a liability there at the back. Now, the person that really did disappoint was Adam Elliott. Now, he was on a break-even of 43. Back into the starting lineup, he got his minutes. He got 64, but could only punch out a 25. Just demerits 
four missed tackles and then also two penalty conceded. Didn't really have too many tacking stats and didn't have the work rate that we've seen from last year when he was at Canberra as well. So a little bit off the pace. Could be still carrying a few and few nigglies, but realistically, not someone... I was really looking looking at him for round 16, but realistically, he would have to do something absolutely massive in round 15 to get my attention. Now, Lockie Miller didn't even play in this game, didn't even get on the field, which is surprising. I thought they would have chucked him maybe into the middle for that last kind of... 10 minutes. Now, back on the Manly side. Now, Molly Olaquatu, he was great in this one. Two try saves for his 53. Got through his 80 minutes and just did Olaquatu stuff. So, it's one of those guys. Keep him on the radar. Will be very valuable for round 16 if any injuries do happen. Apart from that, Sibley and Paseca just keep hitting out these mid-40s with really good PPMs. So, it's one of those things. I don't have the guts to do it, but you might. Gary got a 38. Just don't really like him on the wing during this by period. Apart from that, KO Weeks, unfortunately, only got an 18 for his owners. Probably does need to go back to New South Wales Cup, get a little bit bigger. I think he does start struggle just a little bit with the physicality out there. be interesting to see what they move. I didn't think they looked great with Cooper Johns out there. I thought they looked a lot better with Jake Arthur out there. And then Josh Huster did some really nice things, had some good touches, but he's not really a controlling halfback. And he did have 304 kick meters in this one, which was quite interesting and probably playing a little bit more conservative than we usually do see him. Jason Sub scored a nice intercept try. Good to see him back and at full pace as well. But apart from that, don't really want any of the Manly players. Burbo, I'm going to be trading out next week, probably just to fill my 17. Don't really want him moving forward anyway. He's high, high grade hamstring as well. All right, guys, that was the playbook for this week. We'll be back on Tuesday for the normal TLT podcast. No Wacky Wednesday because of Origin, but we'll be back for live Q and A on the Thursday. But yeah, just remember, we are brought to you by Game Day Squad. They've got heaps of cash prizes, and it is free to play. You don't worry about starting late because the cash prizes are actually for weekly. So sign up now. It is free. Just go to gamedaysquad.com.au or just download the app. And then James, Australia's first AI investing application for shares and EFTs. Learn more at jamesapp.com. But just remember, we've got a big prize coming up for that one as well. You can join me, Andy. Andy, Gus, and Patty in the box will be getting absolutely blind for the Storm and Roosters game at ESCG in round 20. It's mid-July. There's still three more weeks, six more tickets to be won. Big shout-out to Josiah Alchin, who won the first of the two tickets to the box. So it's going to be a great night out there. Tui and the boys from James are absolutely sensational players. They love their fantasy as well. So shout-out to those guys as well. All right, guys, hope you had a great week, and we will check you on Tuesday.